What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 227 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. As the dates get more sporadic, you've got to wonder, are, are we in the end days for the podcast? Is this how it starts to end? They started sputtering out. They started becoming more sporadic in their schedule changes and... You know, Mike started doing more drugs, and Josh started <laughs> spending all of his money on hookers. And the only drugs that that I've done lately are are ibuprofen or uh, the drugs that are a part of the COVID vaccine. Because I did get the second shot recently, and that's the only reason why we had a delay, uh, another delay. Because we've had other delays, but that's because of scheduling and whatever. And that's actually nothing new, because uh, we, had, we had had delays like that numerous times in the past. But I got the second COVID shot, Moderna, and uh, since I'm in the demographic that normally is going to have more side effects, uh, the night of the shot, I was feeling like shit. Uh, I started getting chills and a fever and it was, it it was, it sucked. I hate, I hate that kind of stuff. I hate being sick like that. Um, and, uh, so that was not fun. And then the next day I was still roasting. I was still burning up and, uh, I, I'm now feeling better. Uh, I still have a little bit of some fatigue, but, um, What's interesting is the first shot, my arm hurt for a lot longer than the second shot. Like the second shot, my arm doesn't even hurt anymore. It's not even sore. I'm not even dealing with that. Uh, and the fatigue is, is is still there, but I don't think it's going to linger as long as it did with the first shot. But the side effects after the second shot were no joke. Uh, knocked me out for a little bit. And uh, I I even told Josh ahead of time, like, I'm getting the shot. I don't think that I will be in a good position to do the podcast. And uh, I, I definitely was right. My energy level would not have been where I wanted to be. And uh, that being said, I'm fully vaccinated. So uh, I can start not wearing a mask at work uh, in like a week and a half. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Cause, and my ears will definitely thank me because uh, wearing these these masks all the damn time definitely uh, been pinching and putting a lot of pressure on my ear, on my ears. So uh, I'll, I'll look forward to that. But then it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be very awkward and different seeing everybody's faces again after so long. And then I also having to keep in mind that oh yeah, I probably should shave, should trim a little bit more. <laughs> often because i'm going to be showing my face more or the whole i need to keep a mental note to not do as many facial reactions to things as i've been doing lately because i've been wearing a mask so i have to keep that in mind because that's not going to look good if you don't have your mask and you're like a certain customer and you're just being like you know making like silly you know faces or just like Doing a little smirk. Like, that's not going to work. That's not going to fly. I mean, yeah, we're... Should I used to walk into place everywhere with my mask on now? And, you know, we live in Florida, so... <laughs> we're just kind of like the first state that was like, fuck it. 
Yeah, you live in the fuck it state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now it's it's rare that I even wear a mask when I go out or when I go into anywhere. Um, and I'm finding that half the people are still wearing a mask and half of them are not. So it's just kind of one of those things. I'm not really worried about it at all at this point. The numbers are just so low for Duval County which is the county yeah. that I... And I think there's a different strain going around that's not as strong as the, as the, the first strain of the virus. So it doesn't provide a, as nearly as uh, devastating or, or really uh, dangerous side effects. Like, it'd still kill the elderly or kill people who are immune compromised, but... I don't think it, this this current strain is nearly as as yeah. uh, like dude effective. like the last three days in Duval County we've had zero new cases of coronavirus yeah. so it's like yeah even though I haven't been vaccinated yet it's like I already had it last year and I do think there is still some amount of uh, immunity in my system um, and I mean with everyone else around me getting vaccinated it's kind of like you know. It's it's going to be harder for it, for it to spread and the cases. I don't know. I just and I I'm gonna get vaccinated eventually, but I don't have a free fucking day where I can afford to get sick. Like that's my yeah. problem. Like the mm-hmm. last two weeks, I have not had a free day because I even had to call uh, out from work one day, uh, one of the days, just to recover because yeah. I was just sleeping so much and uh, was dealing with headaches and. The, the weird thing that happens when you sleep for so long that every time you get up and you move a certain way, the blood rushes out of your head, oh, gives yeah. you a headache. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I might get it Thursday, um, because I'm off Thursday, so maybe I'll. The do it first then. shot's not gonna be that bad normally in terms of side effects. Your arm m- might hurt for a little while, and you know, might be a little fatigued or something. You, but nothing really that extreme. Yeah, I, I, it's something I definitely want to do, but you know. Um, it's not that high on my priority list, but I do want to just do, do it just to say that, yes, I am vaccinated. And, you know, to all the people out there who think there's like microchips in it or they just don't want to get it because they <laughs> they think that like this and that's going to happen. Like, I don't do know. Your research. I, don't, I don't really think. Do your research. It does not edit your DNA. Anyone who thinks that needs to uh, actually research what an mRNA vaccine is and what mRNA is. Um, they can't fit microchips that small uh, in- into a syringe yet. This is not the outer limits. Um, and if you're tentative about it because it's too early, I understand that. But don't give me the it's not FDA approved thing because it was approved by the FDA, just not full FDA approval because it's emergency authorized. It's an emergency situation. Do you know how much longer we would have had to have waited to get vaccines if we had to wait for the FDA full approval? It would have been like way too long. And that happens a lot of times with vaccines. So this isn't like the only instance of a vaccine that's not fully FDA approved. It still went under emergency authorization, which involves sending trials and sending a lot of information directly to the FDA before it can become emergency authorized. So there's a lot of misinformation going around. 
Uh, yes, there's been some people who have died due to some uh, allergic reactions or complications, but the numbers are very small. Nowhere near as high as some of these Facebook groups or some of these other people might be telling you. Because I'm dealing with some people at work who are sort of like, oh, I'm not going to do it because, uh, you know, it's not been approved. And the news said that blah, blah, blah. My, of all the places to get your information from, it's not the fucking news. Okay? Uh, you shouldn't get your information from the news? Uh, yeah, no, a lot of the times that this kind of stuff, no. Because they, a lot of these uh, uh, news uh, stations are... are privatized and are also oh, well, yeah, uh, appealing depend- to certain kind of well, oh, you're uh, talking about like the you're, you're talking about the um like the cable news networks like CNN yes. and Fox mainly yes. Fox Fox is going to be That's what I'm talking about. Fox is yeah. going to be the channel that's going to discourage people um perhaps I don't know if if they're going to for sure do it but they, they, if, yeah. if anyone's going to do it it's going to be Fox and it's certainly going to be Newsmax. I can tell you for uh, without yeah. a hesitation, that Newsmax is definitely uh, uber right wing, like to the point of almost craziness. Um, they're definitely going to discourage people from getting vaccinated. Um, I think people who like are like hesitant. I think they're just freaked out that like everyone seemed to be like lining up like sheep to get this this vaccine, and they haven't really seen anything like that in their lifetime. Or if they mm-hmm. did, they were so young that it doesn't, it really resonate with they them. Did, yeah, they didn't live through the polio outbreak, for instance. Yeah, because like... You know, once that happened, everyone was lining up for it. It was not considered to be like, oh, it's too early. Oh, it oh, has been go- this, the government's trying to control us. No, it was literally, yeah. everyone was literally like, you know, let's get this shit, you know, in our arms so our kids don't die. Or so, you know, we don't die because polio. My grandmother, she lived through the polio outbreak. So when all of this was going on with the recent pandemic, I got a lot of interesting perspectives from her. And it was a very eerie thing when I was interviewing her for uh, a disease and uh, epidemiology uh, class at uh, WC Vancouver, uh, which I took, honestly, probably a few months before the actual pandemic started. So it was a very eerie thing in hindsight when I was talking to her about like what what to do in a pandemic, like what what kind of things are are are, are going to happen, what kind of panic, what kind of uh, reactions, what kind of information or sources should you trust. So it was a very uh, eerie but also very informative thing to talk to my grandmother who had been through. Uh, polio and have been through other pandemics in the past. Yeah, um, Family Guy actually did an episode on um, uh, the parents not wanting to get Stewie vaccinated, and and Brian's like, like, what do you, you know, what are you crazy? Like, it's it's a you know, like getting uh, your child vaccinated isn't like it, it's like a human right, and if it, and that's how vaccines work is like everyone has to get it to reach uh, immunity and um then like lois and peter like went on this campaign to dissuade people in quahog from getting the vaccine so everyone got sick and they had to quarantine and this episode came out in 2016 mm-hmm. 
Like that. What the fuck is up with that show? Always like predicting the future. Well, The Simpsons is the one that's known for doing that. Oh right, Family Guy. Well, Family Guy did it with um, Bruce Jenner becoming um, yeah, whoever she is, Riley Jenner. I don't know. What what what's no? It's not it's not right. Kendall is the daughter. Chris is it? Christy Jenner. Is it Susan Jenner? No. <laughs> I'm trying to remember too. Uh, Chris, is it Chris? No, that's the other. That's the actual. Uh, oh, I don't mean the actual woman. I mean, <laughs> shit. Whatever. You know what I meant. I view trans women as actual women too. Yeah, I mean, that's I know. the actual mom, I think, is what I was trying What? Whatever. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You know who I'm talking about. Whoever Bruce Jenner became. Oh, Jesus. I'm My blood pressure's getting high. Lord have mercy. Caitlin. Caitlin. There we go. Jesus Christ. That was brutal. Got some flop sweat forming right now. <laughs> I, anyway, I know it's been a while since we've... Uh, been on here so i'll give you a little update on what's happened in my life because i actually have something semi-interesting to talk about uh my band went on our first little baby miniature tour last week uh may 28th through the 30th we went to uh friday we were in saint pete florida um it was this like outside kind of music collective uh they had food trucks that were like permanently built into the food trucks are awesome i i had a I actually went to a food truck with my stepdad uh, for uh, my birthday. Had this really good clam pasta made with all these all these fresh ingredients. And uh, one of these days, I just would love to just go to a food truck uh, place, you know, that has all these food trucks and just try all the different food. That'd be awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. I've still yet to be won over by the food trucks. Um I haven't really gotten anything from one where I was like, holy shit, this is way better than anything I would have gotten anywhere else. But then again, I think the only food truck I ever had was a Bubba Burger from a Bubba Burger food truck for at some rock con- festival, so I'm kind of a pleb. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that concert was all right. And then um, uh, Saturday, we went to Orlando and did a show there, and... <laughs> Oh man, the fucking hotel that I booked for that show, it was That's the one that looked like it was from the apocalypse, right? Yeah, so I I go on Priceline like a week before our tour is supposed to start and I'm like, "All right, I need to book like we're going to be gone for 3 days, so I need to book two hotels." So I I booked the first one, no problem. It it's it ends up, you know, being pretty nice, whatever. Then the second hotel um, on Priceline, they have this thing where it's like you can pay $59 for one night in one of these hotels, but it's like a uh, what's behind the door kind of thing. You can pick like it's a random selection like and you don't get to know what hotel they give you until you submit your payment. And they have one nice hotel, like a four at a five star rated hotel. Then they have like a three star. Then they have like a 2.5 star and you don't know which one you're going to get. And they tell you beforehand, they're like, you have a 33% chance of getting the nicest hotel. And I was like, all right, whatever. F- 59 bucks. I like that price. I don't care if I get the Roach Motel. Well, I got the Roach Motel and it was called the Econo Lodge, which I've seen this franchise <laughs> all over the place. 
First of all, if you have anytime the, something says economy, yeah, or, or has any form of econo in the in the term, that means yeah. like the cheapest you can get this for. Like this is gonna suck. And my God, this this place when we rolled up to it, first of all, overgrown grass everywhere, grass growing through the cracks of the asphalt of the pavement. The palm trees were all just dead and like. Palm trees do this thing when they die. They kind of like like lean over like you're like doubled over like you're about to throw up. Like that's what palm trees do when they die. And they're all like doubled over all these dead palm trees in the front. The building itself is like everything's just like cracked and gray and old and uh, just chipped paint, cracked windows um there's like five buildings on the lot uh two of the buildings are just completely closed one of the closed buildings had a dog like a chihuahua in the breezeway that was doored off and you could just see him through the glass of the door just barking um which is not a good sign by any means i think someone might have been squatting in that abandoned uh building on the lot there and then we go into the front de- uh, desk area, and it was pretty crappy, too. But then there's this, like, young, uh, very friendly guy behind the desk. He's like, hey, welcome to Econo Lodge, blah, 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 And I'm like, dude, your attitude does not reflect the place that you work at, my friend. <laughs> like, Probably because he's asked to do that. He's forced to do that. Probably at gunpoint. He didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, at gunpoint. No, there probably <laughs> literally was someone to the side there who was pointing a gun at him. Who was like, he probably like captured him off the street and like, put this shirt on, sit behind this front desk and hope that someone checks in. I feel like literally somebody like the night before threw an Econo Lodge sign up on this abandoned building, (laughs) put like three beds and three rooms just to make it look, you know? Yeah. And just poured bleach everywhere. Like, it seems like this place, this Econo Lodge, would have been the setting for an unsolved mystery segment, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like it would be the setting for like a missing persons or or a murder? It seems like all- <laughs> seems like all the categories of unsolved mysteries could have all been packed into this one hotel. <laughs> like un- a, like missing a- person, unknown death, yeah, UFOs, uh, ghosts. Uh, rape, fraud. Um, uh, the only thing that wouldn't, the only category that wouldn't lost be there loves. would be the lost love. Because ain't no one finding <laughs> no lost love there. The only love you're finding there is the the hooker you pick up on the way back to the uh, quote unquote hotel. Uh, but yeah, just Stephanie dogged me for ever for oh you booked such a shitty uh, hotel or whatever. But you know my my thing is. Does it have a fucking bed that I can lay my head down on? Does it have a working shower? Yes, it had those two things. So I really didn't give a shit that it was crappy. Um, so I was I was fine with it, even though it was comically shitty and comically, like, just stereotypical of all, like, the quote-unquote rich yeah. motels. You've got, a, you've got a point, though. I mean, it, what's the alternative? Sleeping outside, yeah, sleeping in sleeping her car. In the car. Yeah, I mean you know? that's that's a no go. Like I, I can't. Her car is too small. There's no way you can contort your body with how we have to pack her car with our gear. There's no possible way you can contort your body 
to where yeah, you it seems can sleep. like it's a dang clown car when 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 you've shown me pictures of of your car packed with all the gear. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's fucking miserable being stuck in that thing for two, three, four hours. At, you know, like are you like I, I might need to invest in a in a pickup or something. We're we're <laughs> actually we're doing that right now. I'm going to be going to the bank at some point to see if I qualify for. Uh, personal loan and i'm going to be, buy our a band van because yeah we can't keep doing this shit like if we're going to be going these far distances we need to have some level of like comfort and yeah. be able to stretch your legs out and shit because it's just and then also too we have a drummer now um he's pretty permanent uh it's trey my best friends for like over 10 years now um uh-huh. He's playing drums with us live and he for that little tour he had to like follow us, you know, in his own car, which I know that sucked for him. So, if we get the van then we can all ride together wherever we go and he, you know, he'd be a lot more okay with that. So, it's there's there's multiple reasons why we're we're getting this van and you can get them used for a pretty decent price, but um Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to start doing that here soon. Because I think we're about to sign to a booking agent as well, who's going to start. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can basically. Well, congratulations. Talent. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we've been working hard for years doing this shit, and like people are starting to notice, and we're starting to kind of. Well, things are opening up again too, so that definitely helps as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, what good would the booking agent been last year at this time? You know, I mean, it would have been pointless. Um, but yeah, everything's finally, finally fucking off. I mean, shit. It it, just, it still pisses me off though how how much the news like inflamed the fear, uh, like last year with the uh, the pandemic and how so many people would make these like bold statements that they had no way of knowing if that were good if it was going to be true or not. I heard I was reading articles that I know was pure clickbait. That would say shit like, don't expect to go back to a normal concert until 2023. Yeah. And, yeah, and here, yeah. there are discussions of uh, festivals opening at 100% capacity by October. So go fuck yourself, you know? Well, yeah. All also, the same thing about sporting bullshit. events. Saying things about sporting events, there won't be full capacity until blah, blah, blah. Like, that's bullshit. When the NFL season starts, I guarantee you're going to be near... Or pretty much full capacity at most stadiums. Yeah, it's it's it was fear mongering back during that time to get clicks on their fucking shitty ass news articles. Like I, that pissed me off. And then meanwhile, you got all these like you know overly precautious band people on my friends list. Be you know they're in this DIY touring group and they're like no shows until twenty twenty two, my dudes. And it's like go fuck yourself, you fucking virtue signaling annoyance. Like, it's like, to stop making these, you don't know. I mean, Fauci doesn't even know. He keeps changing his fucking mind every day, depending on what news program he's on. Like, I'm so sick about hearing from that guy. I want him to go away. Like, he <laughs> literally changes his fucking mind all the time. Like, uh, that guy's lost all credibility to me. I'm sick of seeing his dumb mouse-looking face. Anyway, uh, that was random. Um, so yeah, that mini tour was fun. Uh, the uh, t the turnout wasn't really what I would have wanted. It would have been cooler to have. Oh, I'm not even done with the shitty uh, hotel story. So we go to check out, 
And when I'm checking in, I ask the guy at the front desk, I go, hey, is it cool if we like sleep in an extra few hours and we pay, you know, a little bit extra? And he's like, no, nah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Like we really, you know, we insist that you be out by 11. He's like, you know, on any other day, it would be fine. But, you know, it's a holiday weekend and we have people, you know, who are ready to claim your room. I'm like, all right, fine. Because that's what the, the first hotel made us do, too. And so... um we get up at 1030, tired as all hell. Um, we bust ass to get our shit out of the hotel. I get to the lobby, the do- uh, the sliding doors to get to the lobby, and the lights are off and the doors are not opening. And there's nobody inside. And it's 11 a.m. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Because I had to put down a $50 room deposit fee that I was going to get back upon checkout. Now I'm not able to check out. There's a phone number on the door that's that that is the number to the they have both one to the security office and one to the lobby. I call the security office and it says this voicemail has not been set up yet. I call oh. I call the lobby and the voice message that comes on the lobby's voicemail is Hey, what's up? You've reached Kevin for the 2,400 square feet that are available at 4295 Blossom Trail. Uh, Just leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Thanks. And I'm like, "Uh, that's not the Econo Lodge voicemail. But yet that was the number that was posted in the window. So I think I somehow might have gotten scammed. (laughs) I don't know if that was like a legit operation. I don't know what that was. But I, I I then came to find out that it was in a, a bad part of Orlando. But hey, you know what? It was fifty nine bucks. Suck a dick. You know that's what all I have to say about that. So um, for how many? It was just one night, right? Yeah, one night. Can you imagine if you had to stay more than one night? God damn. <laughs> Their fucking towels felt like sandpaper. <laughs> I feel like that's like. You're definitely not going to be stealing those towels. <laughs> oh, fuck. To, no, not unless I need them as rags to, like, get some, like, fucking paint off the side of my house or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think, like, the mark of, of a good hotel is what does the lobby look like? How friendly are the people who work there? Because the lady who worked in the reception desk for the first hotel was a complete bitch. I feel like they should have switched the people around at the two hotels. <laughs> like the nice young guy should have been working at the first place, and then this bitch should have been working at the second place because it would have fit more with the motif. Um, Why was she such a bitch? I don't know. Honestly, what was she doing? It seemed like she had a cacti stuck up her vagina or something, and maybe that needs to be removed. Or I don't know. She was just a bitch. She seemed very like she seemed like she was through with people's shit. And that was on day one of checking in. So I was like, maybe she had a long maybe day. Maybe she just had a long day. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I thought, too. Then uh, 11.45, we're in the lobby the next day to check out. She's still a bitch. The same, like, level of bitch that she was the day. Like, it hadn't waxed or waned. It was, like, exactly the same. So it's like, oh, this is just her everyday, like, temperament. This is the... That's her demeanor. Yeah, so, yeah. It's so, not. It's not just resting bitch face. It's just resting bitch. Bitchy. Yeah, resting bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> resting bitch 
like body. I don't know. Um, so yeah, anyway, in the news recently, I feel like this is a talk show. So I heard recently, Mike, in the news, um, you know, we've been getting everything. It almost looked like you were going to go into crazy, uh, uh, bath salts, David Miscavige again there for a second. (laughs) Mike, you know, it's crazy in the news right now. We have a crazy revelation. We're about to go excelsior with what we're about to tell you. This news is stratospheric. Um, no. So, all the UFO nuts have finally gotten everything they wanted, and no one's fucking talking about it. Um, like I predicted. I even said that, like, nowadays, it would be one of those things because of all the overflow and just barrage of news and social media if there was more evidence that did arise about aliens being a thing most people would be like oh okay all right time to get back on uh, this uh call of duty stream or uh time to get back to my netflix uh, binge watch that's interesting like i, I can't we... <laughs> believe how how flippant people have been like I mean, the they have re- like they have released statements like the military have released statements like saying like yeah, uh, they they call them un- unidere- unidentified aerial phenomena. They don't call them I- unidentified flying objects. They have a more fancier name for it. But they've released um, just du- like oodles and boodles of uh, footage. Oodles and boodles is a measurement, by the way. You can look it up. <laughs> um, I think it's Greek or something. But, um, yeah, they've released a shit ton of evidence lately that, that shows video radar footage of these mysterious objects on radar defying uh, laws of known physics, speed like a- accelerating to, like, 1,200 miles an hour and then stopping on a dime and then... You di- probably got a lot of people, too, who are like, fake! Diving into the water. Uh, no, I mean... Th- Photoshop. <laughs> This is like military, like commission video. This isn't. It's just like, an insect. It's just an insect on the windscreen. <laughs> so yeah, on the, according to the New York Times here, American intelligence officials have found no evidence that the aerial phenomena witnessed by Navy pilots in recent years are alien spacecraft, but they still cannot explain the unusual movements that have mystified scientists in the military. According to senior administration officials, briefed on the findings of a highly anticipated government report. So, I love how they're boiling down this statement by, we're not saying it's aliens, but we're not not saying it's aliens. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> you know, Giorgio Sokolos is having like a fucking, like, multiple orgasms like this whole yeah, time. Yeah, he's like, fucking creaming his oh, pants. aliens, aliens, I knew it, no one believed me, fuck you. Aliens! <laughs> And I bet George Norris is just like, wow, all those crazy motherfuckers that have been calling my station for the last 30 years have been right. Um, so the report determines that a vast majority of more than 120 incidents over the past two decades did not originate from any Amer- American military or other advanced U.S. government technology, the officials said. So they try to be like, oh, but it could be from another country. Yeah, I, I but highly like, fucking doubt it. The technology <laughs> is so advanced that it's yeah, like, no. even for other countries, it's like, it, it, it would be a stretch. Um, so, 
Yeah, it's basically saying it's not it's not us. It's not our stuff. Um, that determination would appear to eliminate the possibility that Navy pilots who report seeing unexplained aircraft might have encountered programs the government meant to keep secret. But that is about the only conclusive finding in the classified intelligence report, the officials said. And while a forthcoming unclassified version expected to be released by Congress by June 25th will present a few other firm conclusions, senior officials briefed on the intelligence conceded that the very ambiguity of the findings meant that the government could not definitively rule out theories that the phenomena observed by military pilots might be alien spacecraft. Americans' long-running fascination with the UFOs has intensified in recent weeks with anticipation of the release of the government report. Uh, it could have fooled me about the whole uh, intensified fascination. Yeah, I mean, I've seen more people uh, fascinated and and, uh, and really anticipating uh, the reunion of friends more than anything else. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, former President Barack Obama further stoked the interest when he was asked last month about the incidents on, quote, on the uh, late, late show with James Corden on CBS. What is true, and I'm actually being serious here, Obama said, is that there is footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. The report concedes that much about the observed phenomena remains difficult to explain, including their acceleration as well as their ability to change direction and submerge. One possible explanation that the phenomena could be weather balloons or... Oh, God, with the weather balloons! It's been like a hundred years now with the weather balloons. What the fuck? I didn't even know they still made fucking weather balloons. I thought that was like a 1940s thing that they retired. They're still going on with the weather balloons. Um... (laughs) So they, the, the whole weather balloon thing does not hold up in all cases, the official said, because of changes in wind speed at the times of some of the interactions. The final report will also include a classified annex, the official said. While the annex will not contain any evidence concluding that the phenomenon are alien spacecraft, the officials acknowledged that the fact that it would remain off-limits to the public was likely to continue to fuel speculation that the government had secret data about alien visitations to Earth. Well, if you've been watching Unsolved Mysteries for at all for the past 40 years, then you already know everything you need to know about aliens because, uh, you know, Unsolved Mysteries is is the ineffable truth of Robert Stack, and it shall not be questioned. Um, many of the more than 120 incidents examined in the report are from Navy personnel. The report also examined incidents involving foreign militaries over the last two decades. Intelligence officials believe that at least some of the aerial phenomena could have been experimental technology from a rival power, most likely Russia or China. One senior official briefed on the intelligence said without hesitation that U.S. officials knew it was not American technology. He said there was worry among intelligence and military officials that China or Russia could be experimenting with hypersonic technology. He and other officials spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly about the classified findings in the report. Russia has been investing heavily in hypersonics, believing the technology offers it the ability to evade American missile defense technology. China has also developed hypersonic weaponry and included it in military parades. If the phenomena were Chinese or Russian aircraft, officials said that would suggest the two powers' hypersonic research has far outpaced American military development. Navy pilots were often unsettled by the sightings. In one encounter, strange objects, one of them like a spinning top moving against the wind, appeared almost daily from the summer of 2014 to March of 2015, high in the skies over the East Coast. 
Navy pilots reported to their superiors that the objects had no visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes, but they could reach 30,000 feet in hypersonic speeds. It's uh, some kind of a magnetic propulsion is what I think. You could, the ability to just kind of like... like or, or, or there's another theory that the magnetic propulsion somehow creates a barrier of um, anti-gravity around the object mm-hmm. to where it can just move independently um, without the rules of gravity affecting it. And that's super fucking fascinating. Like, that that could potentially be a reality. Lieutenant Ryan Graves, an F.A. 18 Super Hornet pilot who was with the Navy for 10 years, told the New York Times in an interview, these things would be out there all day. With the speeds he and other pilots observed, he said, 12 hours in the air is 11 hours longer than we'd expect. I don't know what that statement's supposed to mean. So speaking of statements, uh, this is the kind of uh, news that makes you wish that UFO experts that were very outspoken, like J. Allen Hynek, were still still alive and still around because they were so enthusiastic about the idea of there being life on on another world. You know, the fact that UFOs were real, and uh, it's a shame that. They're th- those type of uh, experts or or fans of UFOlogy are, are are not here to be able to see a lot of what they had been hoping for and waiting for uh, actually come to fruition. Yeah, and I mean, not to mention all you know, Tom DeLong from Blink One Eight Two has been like really involved with this stuff and studying it for a long time. And I mean, you know, I, he knows way more shit than even what's being reported here. I mean, I think that at some point the government was just like, you know, with all this crazy shit going on in the world, let's just kind of leak out wh- like what we know and see how people react. Yeah. Cause they leaked it. Didn't they initially leak it when we were like in the pandemic? So that people are like, ah, they're, they're focused on the pandemic yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think they, they did that to see what the reaction would be. And I think they're seeing the reaction is, not really much of anything. It's just kind of like... Which I'm not surprised with today's ADD generation, you know? A lot of people are focused on other things, and, you know... Until until the aliens until the aliens are able to make, like, a sponsored video on TikTok... And <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, the kids aren't going <laughs> to give a shit. Yeah, until the aliens do a TikTok. Well, even, even then, they'd probably be like, fake... <laughs> Like, I, I, you know, if you have to actually, like, read an article that's not on social media, like, you have to actually venture outside of social media and read an article, I think you lose a lot of uh, Zoomers. I'm not saying I'm, like, the master of research and reading, because God knows I'm not, but, like, I'll still... And, and there are some Zoomers who, you know, they do their research, they read, they do all that. Mike, it's, it's not, not a blanket it's, statement. It's not very fun when you fucking... <laughs> Take your schlong out and piss all over my blanket statements. It's not fun for me. <laughs> when I wet your blankets? Yeah, when you wet my fucking blankets. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do it. Adrian! Oh, God. I don't know who that was. That's I not Rocky. No, it's not Rocky. That was uh, Frank Stallone. <laughs> I don't even know if that's Frank Stallone. Maybe some, to be frank. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe it's uh, Spectrum Stallone. <laughs> he works at fucking Spectrum Internet. No, he's just on the Spectrum. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, the whole UFO revelation, I, dude. I mean, the pictures, the eyewitness reports, all the evidence that has already existed for so long, like. None of this is coming to any surprise to me. But I am glad that they are finally starting to be like, yep, this is this is real. Like, these are not fake sightings. Yeah. This is real, unidentified aerial phenomena. It is, it is somewhat cathartic for us who have mostly believed in the idea of UFOs to have this kind of official validation. But I'm not surprised that it's uh, really having all the impact of a wet fart in today's uh, generation because this is the kind of generation that would pay money to watch a YouTuber fight a legendary boxer for eight rounds of fucking nothing but clenches and uh, a few punches here and there. Uh, and no real winner. Why, Mike, could you possibly be talking about the boxing match between uh, uh, boxing champion Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather and guy who makes YouTube videos, Logan Paul? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Logan Paul, he's... I'll give him credit. He has made a shit ton of fucking money with these fights, with these uh, other... YouTubers and other boxers or, or uh, MMA fighters. Uh, and, you know, who am I going to say don't do that? You know, in terms of like, don't make your money. Like, it, f- fuck, do it. Make your money. But it's one of those things where it just showcases how desperate and how dire boxing is to, to have to rely upon this YouTuber to get butts in seats to get pay-per-view dollars. Yeah, because it probably worked. I mean, especially with the younger, you know, they probably want to get, like all these franchises that have been around for, you know, forever, they probably, they're probably seeing a dry up of uh, young people. But what's really frustrating though, especially if you're a fan of uh, boxing, is that this guy who basically just picked it up recently over the past year or two is headlining matches. Yeah. So it's one of those things where boxers who have spent their entire lives training, uh, putting blood, sweat, and tears into their profession and not really getting a shot at fighting a older but still formidable Floyd Mayweather now that this you know you have fucking Logan Paul getting the opportunity to do that so I I could see how that that rubs a lot of people the wrong way yeah I mean it's you know it's privilege from uh, you know you get to a certain level of success in whatever world you're in and, and you are privileged um, you can pretty much do whatever you want. I mean, to go back to Tom DeLonge, he was he got really successful in a pop punk band that uh, whose main fan base was teenagers, and he decided 
that he wanted to pursue alien research and now but has... But that's more... But alien research, to me, uh, uh, despite how far-fetched some people think that whole venture was or is, is still more productive than what the Paul brothers have I'm been not, doing. I'm Fox not, like, Center. debating the validity of yeah. the thing that they choose to do. My point is that a dude from a pop-punk band decided he wanted to fucking study, study aliens with top... U.S. like retired U.S. officials, and it happened. Uh, mm-hmm. This YouTuber who has you know millions of fans or followers decides he wants to do boxing, and then it happens. You know, Phil, well, Phil Collins decided the- he wanted to be an actor in the '90s, and it happened. You know, yeah. Well, with with uh, the Paul brothers, really, where it started is with another YouTuber, KSI, who decided he wanted to box, decided he wanted to fight jake paul and uh so you had that fight i don't i i think they had a rematch i think they did i don't remember 100 percent off the top of my head because i'm not some expert on logan paul um what's amazing to me is that logan paul and the paul brothers have still been able to be so prevalent in the public eye and still make all this money and still be popular despite some really fucking shady, shitty things that they have done in the past. Uh, using their young audience for questionable apps, uh, the whole suicide forest debacle that for anyone else would have completely fucking killed their career. They would have been dead. They would have committed career suicide, and they would have not. They would have never come back from it. It's but like they they Logan Paul. It's not the case. I I don't know why Logan Paul keeps being seen. Like I I often hear people say he's the more reasonable Paul brother. It's like they're both jackasses. I mean, yeah. Jake might be a little bit more of a jackass, but they're both fucking jackasses. Like there's, I mean, I don't know, I. It's it's almost one of those things and, to where and it's the like the fight itself and the fights themselves. I think yes, they they are bringing more eyes on boxing, but it's to me from what I've been seeing, it's the 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 result of that, the fallout of that is not good, because what a lot of people who aren't that familiar with boxing or just joining in or watching these streams or watching these fights because oh, there's the Paul brothers they are seeing a product that is absolute garbage like these are not like the paul brothers are not really at all really good boxers they're not they're they're average at best that's like saying like if i want to be a guitar player i practice guitar really hard for a year and I buy the cool clothes and I get expensive equipment and now I can go on tour and be seen and I can go on tour with Aerosmith or Guns N' Roses and I can be seen in the same light. I can bypass all the years of developing technique, um, developing, you know, true skill, true talent. I can just buy my way onto the top echelon of another form of entertainment just because i fancy the desire to do so and that just drives me crazy i mean thank god 
I'm so glad their music career like is seen as a joke. <laughs> as successful as Jake Paul's It's Every Day Bro and all his other shitty yeah. ass music. As successful as those songs technically were, I mean, he's seen as a joke. Nobody ta- nobody takes him seriously in the music world. So that at least makes me happy. But it's, yeah, just the amount of uh, privilege these two little twats have. And, you know, it, it, you know, they have that alpha male personality. And that, yes. and that always, you know, in this country especially, that always resonates with people. Um, you know, that, 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 that whole, oh, I got this attitude, like they're, they're unfazable, nothing can shake them. That, that draw, a lot of people like look up to that almost like they're superheroes because most people in their lives aren't like that. They're, you know, they have fears that they're not successful necessarily, Mm -hmm. but then you look at these, these two people and, you know, they seem like the CEOs of the of, of their lives in the world and whatever they want to do. But it's just like, I see it as like a very fragile uh, sense of self when you need that much attention on you constantly. Um, so I don't really necessarily see it's yeah. almost like our former president. I would president. say their egos, their egos definitely do fit with boxing, though, with a lot of the promotions and a lot of that sort of uber masculine kind of stuff uh it's just one of those things that i think the benefits that the paul brothers have brought to boxing are going to uh be outweighed by the fallout and the negatives because it's cheapening the the uh brand and it's not really providing the best possible product and it's also really hyping up the hype more than the fight or the quality of the fights itself. Right. And that's very, that's very uh, shallow and limiting. Like that's not going to have that long of a success rate. Like, like what's going to happen when their star wanes and try to find another TikToker, YouTuber, whatever, have them carry the mantle. Like, if that if boxing is to the point where in order for it to survive it has to essentially become celebrity box YouTube boxing, then uh, it, it's it's fucked. It's fucked up beyond all recognition. It's foobard. Uh, it's already fucking knocked out and uh, flat on the canvas. Um, but yeah uh, if you paid money to watch that fight you're a fool like (laughs) don't don't pay money to watch a youtuber you're paying you're you're putting that you that money went from your wallet to uh mayweather's and logan paul's wallet so yeah especially people who well i mean they did give some money to charity i'll give them that but still they they made some more they definitely made a purse they would never done this if they weren't going to make some extra money on the side also if you pay money for this kind of stuff, you're paying money for a, a, a substandard product. Like, why would you want to do that? Like, at least with something like Mayweather versus uh, Conor McGregor, uh, like at least you had two professionals, two uh, elite talents fighting each other. Yeah, from two the different fight itself, two different fields. Was, it was you know yeah. interesting in that regard. Yeah, it was interesting in that regard too, uh, but. It, it it was in a lot of ways some people felt like they were ripped off too because Floyd's style is to just be defensive. He's a defensive boxer. He's a guy who's like gonna pepper you with all these punches and he's gonna clench and he's gonna put his 
hands up. He's going to be defensive. He's not really the guy who's known for going hard at you toe to toe like Tyson. So oh, yeah. if you were expecting like a fight like that, like you were, you're not going to get that with Mayweather fights. So I, I think a lot of people, you know, were drawn into that fight like I was. And I, I was somewhat familiar with Mayweather, but I wasn't really that uh, knowledgeable in his style. So I felt like it was a letdown because it was just a, 10 rounds of just boring clenches and punches, l- little jabs and all this other stuff. And I wanted a brawl. You know, that that's what you want. You know, you want like the bloodlust. You, you want the Mortal Kombat fucking levels of, of, of violence. Um, and I think maybe some people wanted that from this fight with uh, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. And that wasn't going to happen. It was an exhibition. So there were certain limitations in terms of uh, what could or could not be done. I can tell you right uh, now, the, whoever did the promotion for that, like I saw those damn flyers everywhere i've saw them at uh, larry's giant yeah. subs in jacksonville on the door and then when we yeah. went to saint pete for our first show on friday i saw one plastered up at this uh this sports bar on the outside i'm like jesus christ this is everywhere it's like, all hype i it's mean the great white hype dude, like there's a movie called the great white hype which is this really funny underrated satire of boxing and boxing promoting with Sam Jackson, uh, uh, Peter Berg, John Lovitz has a bit role in it, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Damon Wayans. And uh, there's this fighter who's this white guy who knocked out the current champ at one point when they were teenagers. And he's brought out of retirement to, to be this great white hype for you know for uh for the boxing uh, community for the boxing promotion because of this whole thing where people are looking for a white heavyweight and uh it, it's it's honestly an instance of uh life imitating art because it seems like it's very similar to that kind of thing with uh, the 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 uh, Irish Terry Conklin character in that movie um but uh it's just one of those things where I'm not surprised considering how big the, the fight with KSI was and how many eyes that brought to boxing. So I'm not surprised that it's now gone to gotten to this point where Logan Paul was picking fights with uh, uh, big names in boxing. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does go on to fight Conor McGregor. And, I, and if he does, I hope Conor McGregor kicks his ass. Yes, I think, I, 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 think, th- I, I think everyone, everyone was he wanting needs to this, learn a lesson. Yeah, everyone was <laughs> wanting the same thing from this. Everyone yeah. was wanting Logan Paul to get his ass ripped asunder. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. All right, we got to move on to our final thing here because I got to go and um, do my, my, my karaoke gig for the night. So... Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is an actual Unsolved Mysteries segment. I really want to talk about the UFO stuff because just the mm-hmm. amount of disclosure that's been going on that I feel like no one's been giving a shit about has made me sad. And I feel like I would be a hypocritical if I did not mention it in, yeah. in detail. So this is a, a pick from uh, my selection of choice cuts from uh the series and 
the reason why I wanted to pick this one is because of the the story behind it. It's genuinely compelling, and uh, there's a lot of drama here that really does hit uh, pretty close to home uh, for a lot of people, especially if you do have a brother and you are relatives. Uh, the idea of being betrayed in such a way is is just really hard to stomach. So, at around midnight on, on the night of June 9th, 1993, a woman returned to her, her motel room in Greensboro, North Carolina. As her friend opened the door, two men came from behind her and busted into the room. They pointed their guns at the five occupants and forced them to the floor. The assailants then robbed each of them of cash and jewelry. The robbery was over within minutes. As a result of eyewitness testimony from one of the victims, police arrested two men. One of them was Frederick L. Young, who was convicted of the motel robbery as well as two others the same night. However, Fred claims that he is innocent, and the real ro robber was his identical twin brother, Cedric. Surprisingly, even their own mother supports Fred. You know what's crazy? Is this idea of, an identi of these identical twins, and how one would pit the... would pin a crime on the other yeah i mean it is crazy but it's it's um you know it shows the brothers and yeah yeah they <laughs> yeah. i i don't know if i've ever seen two twins that look so fucking similar in every way they're identical yeah but usually when you say identical twins like there will be like we had a set of identical twins in my high school and you could kind of tell like which like One's nose was slightly different than the other, but yeah, I mean, they pretty much look the same, but like you could kind of tell. Not in this case. The twins were born on December 29th of 1971. From the start, it was virtually impossible to tell the twins apart. Their relatives, including their own mother, had trouble telling them apart. Fred remembers that he and his brother shared a very close bond for years. Uh, on June 10th of 1993, the night after the robbery... Fred was pulled over by police for a busted taillight on his car. Since he did not have a driver's license, he gave Cedric's name to the officers. Fred did this because he knew that Cedric had a valid driver's license. But when the officers ran a check, they found that Cedric's license had been revoked. Meanwhile, the officers asked if they could search the vehicle. Fred agreed, having nothing to hide. The officers then found a bag with guns in it and proceeded to arrest him for the robbery. <laughs> talk One about, of the guns talk about was a link to the robbery. Un unlucky. Like, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> talk about being at the wrong place. <laughs> uh, or having really having the wrong car at, at, the, at the wrong time. First of all, like, why would you ever drive without a fucking license, like, knowing you could get pulled yeah. over? I mean, that was just... That was unwise. That was pretty dumb. Yeah, I mean, for anyone to do that is like, you're just kind of asking for trouble. I mean... Yeah. But uh, here's also, here's the other thing. Why would people automatically assume that just because Frederick got arrested for this crime, that he is the one that actually did it just because there were guns that were in the car? Especially when he said it's not his car. Was Frederick the one that was innocent or the one that's guilty? Frederick is the one that that is say, claiming that he's innocent. So I actually think, actually though, I think it might have been his car, but he was driving it without a license, uh, and his brother prematurely decided to uh, to frame him. 
I mean, if you think about it, it's diabolical as fuck, but uh, since they're identical twins, I mean, it would be pretty easy to frame your other twin for some kind of crime. Because would be like, it wasn't me. It was Frederick. <laughs> that's just like, uh, I've been watching 2020 lately, and God, that's such a good fucking show. It is. I know, you, you uh, keep gushing saying about its it. praises. I know, I just, podcast. man, it's so fucking good. It's, 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 it's a... It's the perfect length, you know. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, one of those Netflix docu-series where they drag this fucking case out over four episodes. Like, it's, it's yeah. like an hour each. It's like, it's a tight two hours. Uh-huh. They cover so, all kinds of shit. But anyway, they had this case recently <laughs> talking about how crazy it is with the, oh, my twin brother did it. They had this case on 2020 where this guy, his defense was he was sleepwalking when he stabbed his wife to death. <laughs> uh-huh and, i've heard about that i think i heard about that case one time yeah yeah that was his that was literally his defense in court was he does not recall doing that and he was sleepwalking yet he was able to hide the knife and hide his bloody clothes in a tupperware container yeah, and put it in his that, suv yeah no i doubt that that's the case then but there are some cases that really do have aspects of them that make you kind of buy into that idea that somebody was sleepwalking and did something horrible and then woke up had no memory of anything and it was just this crazy random act of violence so at the police station fred came clean about giving his brother's name to them however it was too late he was charged with six counts of armed robbery So was his alleged accomplice, Chris Ross, a friend of the twins. A year later, Fred was put on trial for the robberies. Deborah Haney, one of the motel victims, recognized Fred as one of the assailants. Of course. He's identical to his brother, Cedric. Mm Mm-hmm. So, she had seen him several times before, but did not know his name until after the arrest. Fred believes that Deborah actually recognized Cedric and had gotten them confused. During the trial, Fred asked his attorney to subpoena Chris Ross... However, for unknown reasons, his attorney did not do this. Later, the attorney's license was revoked for various reasons, including neglecting his client's cases. Wow. Another case of bad luck. Like, he had nothing but fucking bad luck, man. Poor bastard. One bad hand after another. If it is true that he was innocent. Right. So, since the trial, uh, Ross has admitted that he put the shotgun in Fred's car without his knowledge... Ross said that he never came forward because no one had contacted him. Wow, because of the incompetent fucking attorney. Maybe the attorney should have contacted Chris Ross. Uh, Ross said that he never came forward because no one had contacted him. Uh, Ross then plea bargained and received a 20-year sentence. Fred, insisting that he was innocent, refused a plea bargain. The jury convicted him of six armed robbery counts and sentenced him to 68 years. Damn. Fred's new attorney, Walter Johnson, noted that even if Fred was guilty, the sentence was too high for a robbery conviction. Yeah. You think? Yeah. (laughs) Of course, he believes that Fred was innocent and was the victim of a mistaken identity. The police, however, believe he is guilty. According to them, he never stated that he was innocent or that his brother was actually responsible. Well, from what we know of the police in a a lot of these instances, not saying in all of them, But in a lot of these instances on this show, the police tend to just say what they want people to hear so they can look good, you know, so they're not like, oh, yeah, 
he was innocent and we we uh we allowed him up. to be convicted yeah i mean like how often have you ever heard that very 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 rarely i think one of the only instances i can remember is when police were when they arrested this lady who uh they suspected killed her own child because yeah, that one. Yeah, both, the poisoning him with antifreeze. Yeah, but um, it was some rare condition that the body produced a a deadly chemical that was similar to antifreeze, but was not yeah. antifreeze, and it was actually mm-hmm. a genetic condition. In that yeah. case, I do recall the police actually like apologizing to the lady. But it never happened with the West Memphis Three. No, didn't happen with these final appeal cases that we've covered that were obvious instances of somebody being railroaded. Yeah, the West Memphis Three. They even made them sign that, um, what for the Alfred plea or whatever, to yeah. where they couldn't yeah. e- they couldn't even sue, you know, no. to get any money. So uh, a year after the verdict, Fred had another chance. The Court of Appeals agreed to consider new evidence. Chris Ross took the stand and testified that Cedric committed the robberies with him. Ross's uncorroborated testimony failed to persuade the judge, as he was not given a new trial. That stuff pisses me off so much. So you have these stubborn ass fucking judges that like they get this evidence that seems genuinely compelling, like in these final appeal cases, bringing that up again, because there's a couple that we've covered on this podcast already where you're like, wow, this looks like a clear case of the police taking advantage of somebody because of the fact that they were mentally handicapped and they were easily coerced or easily coached. And there's all these bits of evidence that point in the direction that this person is not guilty. And then the judge is just like, no, guilty still. A lot of times there's a lot of pressure from the community, too. And like they just need to find someone, you know, to to make the public satisfied. And so they rush to judgment and they get the wrong person. And that happens a I lot, I mean, I, I, that does happen, but it's one of those things where, okay, the first time you you got pressure from the public, okay. But this is like years later, and there's new evidence. I mean, where is the same pressure from the public? It just seems like it's ego. It's an ego thing yeah, with some of these well, judges. I can't, I can't say that I was wrong. Yeah. So they're still guilty. Frederick now sits in jail for that crime, even as Cedric's own friends testify that the wrong twin was arrested. Meanwhile, authorities believe they have the right brother in custody. The mother of the twins believe that Cedric was the one that committed the robbery. Fred hopes says his case can be reopened and solved. So they even show clips from the show Geraldo, (laughs) where Frederick uh, was on the show and his brother was there and he was he was just tears were in his eyes and he's trying to get his brother to tell the truth. Come on, man. And, You're my brother. Yeah. And his brother was like, no. I didn't. I, I'm innocent. And he, and he showed zero emotion. I, I mean, it, it, it was it was rough to watch, actually. No, this he, guy's showed, he, his show, heart he started. Out. He's, he got emotional towards the end. He's like, if I had a million dollars, man, I'd be fighting to get my brother out of jail. But, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's, yeah. he, I think he said something at one point to the extent of, if I was in his position, I'd be saying the same thing, too, that, yeah. you know, it wasn't me, it was... Yeah, but there, but initially, it was just this very cold, calculated, just dead-eyed, after he's just pleading for him, and he's just like, no, man, I, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this case is sadly unresolved. Uh, on March 19th of 2016, uh, Frederick was actually released on parole, though, after spending over 22 years in prison. 
Interestingly, his brother Cedric has been in and out of prison for several years, convicted on several offenses, including larceny, breaking and entering, and child abuse. He is currently in prison as a habitual felon. Yeah, because he fucking did it the first time around. Even his own gang mates, even his own mem- even his own friends who committed the crimes with him were like, Cedric was the one who did this shit, man. I wonder if uh, when Frederick got out of prison, his like first goal was to kill brother. Step number two, get job. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe over time he was just like, yeah, it fucking sucks. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of what my brother did, but I'm going to try to start a new life the best I can. Because he probably would have been what? Uh, in his... 40s or 50s by the time he got out yeah i don't know that sucks all right guys we have to cut it short this time around no time for josh flower uh i gotta go to my wow. gig i might make that's the first yeah i might make the josh flower patreon bonus uh bonus only um this ah, this week juicy yeah so if you want to um stay on the main uh jcu the josh cannon universe timeline you're gonna have to subscribe to our patreon to get a few of the entry well, shit. No, I can't do that because it really only works if Mike's if Mike is reacting to what I'm saying. <laughs> you could bring Stephanie on board. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not the same. Maybe I'll think yeah. about it. All right. Anyway, guys, that's the end of the podcast. All the time I got this week, I got to do got to go and do karaoke. Um, like I said, we have a Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. You'll get the per, uh, the Perdcast. You'll get the podcast early. And uh, podcast. Uh, anyway, you can recommend what cases you want us to cover on there. You can find us on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group by going to Facebook, t- uh, searching Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. Go to groups. We, you should find us in there. Um, And then we have YouTube channels. Uh, Mike is the movie guy, and his YouTube channel is youtube.com slash OCP communications what was the last video you did mike i reviewed the uh comedy scary movie and then i also did a epic rant on excuse me i did an epic rant on army of the dead uh which uh i guess just thinking about that again uh gave me a little bit of indigestion there uh so yeah so that was a fairly new film. It came out, I think, a couple weeks ago on Netflix. The Zack Snyder zombie movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 yeah, it's 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 a rough one. It's one of those where it's so much missed potential. Like it, it should just be a dumb, over the top, loud action zombie movie but instead it wants to be super serious and dark and gritty at times and it, it just does not uh, work out uh, scary movie it's a parody from the year 2000 of horror movies that a lot of people from that uh, time period are, are familiar with or grew up with like you you've probably heard of that yeah right yeah you've, you've seen it too mm-hmm yeah <laughs> well that's cool so go over to Mike's page if you want to you know delve into his opinions about uh, the art of cinema Um. You can head over to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. It's youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. The last video I did was a little tour diary of our of our uh, three days out 
touring. So if you want to see that me, that was a fun video. That was uh, a lot of Josh just uh, screwing around and. I and, found a Scientology uh, building in uh, yeah. in Ebor City, which is over by the Tampa area. Um, so that was fucking. That was a goal that I had been wanting to accomplish, um, and all that's in the video. So go over to my channel to see the whole thing. And until next week, have a good rest of your day. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>